Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Jennifer Izzy. I'm the founder of Soul Language. And I'm really dedicated to providing my listeners and my audience with tangible tools to embody their divinity, create a life based on freedom. This is Ask and Answered by Soul, where we focus on topics that will guide you to listening to your and utilizing your essential nature. And today I'm with Victoria Shaw, and we're talking about the psychology of the soul. Hello, Victoria. Hello, Jennifer. It's so nice to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited. So before we get into the juiciness, I want really people to know who you are from the inside out. So what has your soul been sharing with you throughout your journey? Um, Well, you know, that's changed (laughs) over the years. It's been showing me lots of good stuff and it continues to change and evolve. But for me, that sort of touchstone moment was when I started to wake up and listen to my inner wisdom. And I have been prodded um, throughout my life. I've always had that connection. We all do. But for me, it was always really, really strong. I just kind of didn't have a handle on it. I didn't know what was happening. And I didn't really recognize, at least not fully consciously, that every good decision I made in my life and every miracle that I manifested and every great experience that I was guided to came to me from that higher sense of knowing. And so when I started to understand what my intuition was, how it worked and and started to learn to work with it more intentionally and more consciously, everything about my life changed and, you know, continues to change, grow and evolve. But now as it does, you know, I feel like I'm so much more aligned with that, that higher purpose and that higher wisdom. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think the moment that I stopped denying who I was from the inside out, my whole life changed as well. So what do you mean by the psychology of soul? Like, so, you know, my first gig and my first love was psychology. So I am a Ivy League trained uh, cognitive psychologist, though I haven't really practiced that um, profession since almost, almost when I, after I got my training. So my whole life, I was always interested in things like consciousness and, you know, what is consciousness and and how does the mind work? And that led me to get a PhD in psychology. When I got to the end of that journey, I realized that the field of psychology where it was then was so materialistic and so research-based and there's nothing wrong with research. I'm a big fan of it. But for me, those big questions, those big philosophical, spiritual questions, there was just no place for them. And so I left the field a little bit sad and disillusioned because, you know, at the field where it was at that point really couldn't, um, you know, match my dreams and, and what I wanted it to be. And I took some time off to raise my family and do other things. But again, you know, the call of your soul might, you know, quiet down for a while if you're not listening, but it doesn't go away. And again, and again, for about, you know, 10, 15 years, I kept hearing, there's something else you're supposed to be doing, there's something else you're supposed to be doing. And, you know, I started to awaken my intuition and follow those breadcrumbs. And I feel like now the time is really ripe where in my in my professional work, I combine my training um, in counseling and psychology with that intuition, with that spirit, spiritual background. And so for me, really like a spiritual or soul-based psychology is one where we bring the idea of spirit in there too. And then when we do everything that we know becomes so much more knowable, so much more meaningful, so much more powerful. And for me now, finally, I'm able to sort of address and experience those big questions, those big callings that I had when I, you know, entered the field of psychology, knowing that, you know, what was missing all along with spirit. 
So what I hear you saying, it's a melding of the little M as in mind and the big M, the big mind, that, you know, big knowing. And when we do that, that. (laughs) when we do that, things move with ease and grace. And we have this deep sense of knowing and a wholeness and completeness and where to take action from there. So how do people get started? You know, what is the one thing that they can start kind of tuning in today in order to move on this, this road of deeper listening? And before you answer, uh, for all of those people that are highly intuitive, it never hurts to go back to the basics. I think so often we're like, yeah, 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 I know all this stuff. And, you know, you always need to go back to the basics every once in a while because there's a deeper learning within the basics. So what can someone start to do right here, right now? I love it. And that's such a good point because you can always listen more deeply. I'm always learning to listen more deeply. And I'm someone who, you know, uses my, works my intuition for a living. And people come to me all the time because, you know, I have learned to um, use it so intentionally and carefully and directly and clearly. And yet, wherever you are in that journey of tapping into your inner knowing, it is always an evolving process. And it's always something that you can continue to, you know, discover. And, you know, so for people that are further along, I mean, the first thing to intuition is knowing that you have it. So as soon as we make that decision to live a more intuitively guided life, as soon as we make that intention to start paying attention, everything shifts and changes and, you know, your spirit will show up for you, your intuition will show up for you. And again, it's like following the breadcrumbs step by step. If you're further along in the journey and you're already listening to your intuition and you're already getting hits and you're already, maybe you were even doing like what I do or what you do. And, and, you know, intuition is a big part of your process, your life, um, your work. The trick to making it stronger and deeper is to learn more and more to get out of the mind and to recognize the mind when it's happening for you. Yeah. I think that's really important. And, and for those that are listening, there's an easy trick. Uh, which is using your body's divine intelligence. So it's divine intelligence. Allow my mind to follow my heart. See, I took a breath, right? So even, you know, I do this all the day, all day long, right? And, you know, it's so, it tends to be so much easier to use our intuition for others than for ourselves because we're in more practice with others. So just pausing throughout the day and really reconnecting will also help. So I love that. I love that too. I've been hearing that very same message for me, for my guides for the last 24 hours. So thank you. I needed to hear that again too. You are so welcome. So what has been that, you know, the, still the question that you're asking your soul uh, in the last couple of months, like what's the big question that you and your soul have been discussing or in collaboration with recently? Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to answer that one intuitively. Hang on. My guys sometimes talked about me in the third person, but that <laughs> sound weird. So guys, can you give it in the first person for me today? <laughs> They're starting with this Victoria has been working on. Ah, yeah, for me, it's been um, moving forward, living in greater alignment with my soul, learning that, you know, it's okay to say no to things that other people might say yes to, or other things that other people might want me to say yes to. It's okay to listen to the calling of my soul, of my spirit, even if other people don't understand. I'm making some big choices in my life, changes in my life right now that involve choices that not everyone understands. And yet I know they're a hundred percent right and correct for me. 
So a big part of my journey right now is knowing, you know, giving myself permission to take those steps, to do those things um, without, you know, guilt, without worrying, without questioning. Because when you are really aligned and you really listen, you know, you know your own truth. It doesn't matter what other people think. And I do have lots of people that are supportive too, but it's really just been an experience of deep experience of deepening that listening following those hunches, those nudges and knowing and experiencing that every time I do, it just feels right. It just feels right. And back to what you said too, you know, I've spent a lot of time learning how my intuition kinesthetically feels for me because that's such a powerful way of tuning in. Most of us think intuition is like thoughts in your head and it can be, it can be, it can absolutely be. I often get my guidance in words, especially for other people. Uh, But for myself, it's much more, I, I find it much more helpful to get it kinesthetically. Um, and also in my life, right? Somebody will say exactly what you need to hear. And then your body goes, Oh, yeah, that was for me. Cool. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really important on, on several levels. One, we understand the difference of who's talking. Is it your soul or your guides or teachers? And, and, and here's a very important tip, everyone. If your soul doesn't resonate with it, doesn't matter what your guides and teachers are saying. And that's not about being in resistance. That means yes. doesn't resonate. So yes. resistance feels like I feel about, you know, um, res- not resonating feels like what I feel about cauliflower. I don't like cauliflower. You don't hear me going, oh my God, why don't I like cauliflower? <laughs> I just right? had that for lunch. Right. So it's, you know, no attachment. And also, you know, I want to circle back about, you know, not always knowing why you're getting the answer, but knowing the answer is correct. So sometimes you can override that answer. So I'll give you guys a perfect tangible example. Last Christmas, I bought my mother play tickets for, we have a art house theater in town here. I was like, no, I'm going to buy these tickets. And I kept going, don't buy the tickets. And I kept going, no, no, no. Is it because they're expensive? No, I'm just going to buy the tickets. No, don't buy the ticket. I'm just going to override it. I'm just going to do it. So I did it. Pandemic <laughs> times. I can't get my money back for those tickets. If they were normal tickets, I could, but I bought them through a second vendor. didn't know that. So I'm like, oh, now I know why right. I kept going. Right. So, so often I think, you know, we override things because we're judging it. Sometimes yeah. you just got to go with it. And when you don't, keep a little journal about what the after effects are. So you understand a little more about how your information is coming through. Um, and if you yes. wanted to come into a visual, go, okay, I got it in my body. Can I have a visual for that? So you can keep playing with that muscle. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I often tell people that the times, especially people who are starting out, but really all of us, you know, a lot of times you will hear the call from your intuition and then your mind will override it because like in this case, right, in your mind, it made sense to do this because your mind knows one thing and your intuition knows a lot more. And so you'll, you won't listen to that nudge. And and I'm guessing when you had that nudge, right, you recognized it as a nudge. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Um, But we often recognize it after the fact when we're like, darn, you know, something told me I shouldn't have done this. And those are the best moments not to beat yourself up, but to recognize your intuition is working just as it should be. And now you have a little bit more information about what it feels like, how it works. And so next time you might make a different choice because you'll trust it all that much more. Yeah. So I love those examples. 
Yeah, me too. So um, let's give out your website address so people can get more of your goodness. Absolutely. So I didn't even talk about what I do, but that is totally fine. Um, My website's victoriashawintuitive.com. And in the state of Connecticut, I'm a licensed counselor around the rest of the globe. I am an intuitive coach, but either way I combine my training in counseling, in psychology, uh, with that intuition and spiritual gifts. And my goal in working with people is to help them connect more and more with their own inner wisdom. Because like you said before, sometimes it's easier for us to hear our guidance out of someone else's mouth. Um, but that, you know, each time we do, each time we make that connection, we deepen our own connection even more. And so, you know, eventually we don't always need to talk to somebody else or we need to do so less and less. Yeah, I'm nodding my head. And also, you know, sometimes we keep asking the same questions. Uh, and when there's a different question and someone new can ask a question that you've never thought of. Absolutely. And again, uh, it's all perspective too. I mean, I've been doing this now for 15 years, but I still have the people that I go to because exactly. sometimes you're so locked in your brain, you just see your perspective or even, you know, three different people can get a, bring a different piece, you know, to the puzzle. And so like, you know, we are all a community. I love the Ram Das quote, we're all walking each other home. It's just, you know, you don't have to go it alone. Yeah. I, I think that's the most important part. Yeah. So my last question is you were a magnet on the divine's refrigerator, whatever you call your higher power. What would your magnet say? Oh, I am love. Love that. I was like waiting for more, but no, there is no more. That's, that's what, that's <laughs> what I get. Yeah. But there absolutely. is no more. It's perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for spending that time with us today. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. So thank you. Likewise. Thank you. This was fun. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answered by Soul. I'm Jennifer Rizzio. Please feel free to share this podcast with your community. Leave a comment, rate it, review it, uh, pass it along to a friend. You can also contact me directly. And don't forget to contact all the guests. They're really freaking groovy with a lot of wisdom and a lot of opportunities for you there. So don't forget, you are your soul. And bye for now, everyone. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour.